Hello, welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. This is a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media from a Reformed perspective. Get your Bible and coffee ready and prepare to engage today's topic. Here's your host, Pastor Keith Foskey. Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey and I am a Calvinist. Did Jesus need to repent of being a racist? That is the question that we're going to discuss on today's program. Recently, I was sent a video by a friend, and the title of the video uh, across the front of it is Jesus a Racist? Question mark. And when you click through the link, it takes you to the Twitter feed of a man by the name of Reverend Brandon Robertson. Now, Reverend Robertson looks like he is a young man, and of course there is uh, nothing wrong with being a young man. I was in the ministry as a young man. Uh, He looks very, very young, though. When I look at his picture, he kind of looks like maybe he's in his early 20s, but he could be a little older. I could just be looking uh, at him and and just kind of just assuming, so I don't know. But it's not what he looks like that matters, it's what he says. And what I want to do is I want to share with you what uh, Robertson has said here. Uh, Again, this is the Reverend Brandon Robertson, and he is going to make a statement about Jesus being racist. And and furthermore, he's going to say Jesus repented of his racism. So take a moment. Did you know that there's a part of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus uses a racial slur? In Mark chapter 7, there's the account of the Seraphonician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were strong biases against within the Jewish community. And she comes to ask Jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon. And what is Jesus' response? He says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food, to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias, and when confronted with it, he was willing to do his work. And this woman was willing to stand up and speak truth. All right, so that was quite a bit to take in. Uh, He put a lot into a one-minute video, and so I want to take a few moments and sort of respond to what he had to say. First of all, I want to say that um, this story, of course, is in the Bible. A woman comes to Jesus. And Jesus does say to her, um, it is not good to take the children's food and give it to dogs. And in that sense, he is referencing a very common statement about the Gentiles, those who are not Jews, um, and to call them dogs. That was very common. And people would take great offense to that. And uh, understandably so. No one wants to be called a dog. But here's the thing that we must understand right away. When you make the statement that Jesus repented, what you are saying, in essence, is that Jesus sinned. You you can't repent without sinning. You can't need to repent without the sin that would require the repentance. And so without saying it, uh, this is what Robertson is saying. He's saying Jesus sinned 
in this moment. And this has become a very common thing that ministers are just willing to say as if it's no big deal, as if this has no theological weight behind it. To say that Jesus sinned, and and of course Robertson goes on to say, well, Jesus was only human, and of course this was an expression of his humanity, and he made a mistake, and therefore he repented of it, and here he's an example of repentance. That is that that is terrible Christology. That is bad biblical uh, Christianity. Biblical that is not biblical Christianity. That's not biblical Christology. That is a wrong view of Christ to say that that Christ is a man with the same prejudices as men with the same forms of um, sinfulness that men have, that is absolutely wrong. That, that, because what we're saying is that Jesus Christ sinned. Now let's take for a moment just understanding that is very popular. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that a uh, pastor of a huge megachurch, I'm not going to mention his name, but a pastor of a huge megachurch mega said Jesus broke the law for love. And that's a huge issue to say Jesus broke the law. Because if you say Jesus broke the law, what you're saying is Jesus sinned. Because if we know anything about sin, the very definition of sin, according to Scripture, is that sin is lawlessness. And therefore, if you break the law, you have sinned. If Jesus broke the law, he's a sinner. And, and, and again, why is this theologically significant? Because if Jesus broke the law, then he is no longer qualified to be Savior. You see, Jesus' sinlessness is it is totally tied to him being the Savior. If Jesus has sin, he cannot bear the sin of his people because he himself has to then pay the penalty for his own sin. Jesus has to be the sinless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the one who in every way is tempted like us but is without sin. The Bible is clear over and over and over again to describe Jesus as perfect, as sinless, as one whose every thought, word, and deed pleased God that he was not a sinner. This is so basic. This is Christology 101. And to even us insinuate that Jesus was a sinner is to completely uh, violate what the scripture teaches about his nature as the God-man, as his nature as the sinless sin bearer, the one who would bear our sins on the tree because he himself had no sins to bear. He was completely righteous. We are sinful. His righteousness becomes ours. Our sin is imputed to him. And through that act of double imputation, we are justified by his work. This is, this is so basic. And when I see the title REV in front of this man's name, Brandon Robertson, when I see REV, that means he is in some form or fashion ordained. I will say this. I didn't do much research into him. I'm not really interested in him as a person. Uh, uh, you know, if you if you know something about this man or something about him and you want to tell me about it or whatever, I, that, that's fine. Uh, maybe he has some other redeeming qualities as a minister, but I doubt it uh, because I will say this. James 3.1 tells us, that uh, the that that not everyone should be teachers because teachers are going to be held to a higher standard. And if he is missing Christology this far out, if his view of Christology is this far askew, I can only imagine what his views 
uh, and what his teachings are in other areas of Scripture. So it would be hard for me to say that there would be anything of his ministry that would be worthwhile based on this one-minute clip of what he thinks of Jesus as being a sinner who needs to repent and one who is um, just a man and in that sense able to sin. So let's again, uh, just for a moment, let's, let's break this down. He said Jesus sinned when he called the woman a dog. No, he didn't. A uh, couple things, just a priori, Jesus cannot sin because he is sinless. The Bible tells us that. So everything he does is righteous. Calling the woman a dog was not a sin. Was it a racial slur? I don't necessarily know that it was a racial slur. Uh, I don't know that that's, that's, you know, that, that is modern language to, to talking about racial slurs and things like that. That's sort of anachronistic to even use that term. Um, to, to, to say it was a common use language of people that were non-Jewish, to say that they are dogs, yes. I think it was a test. I think Jesus knew exactly how the woman was going to respond. And this whole, oh, she spoke truth to power, that, that, that is a common uh, uh, term that's used by a lot of people today to try to speak about, oh, this is how you need to speak up against authority. And, then, and it's good to speak up against authority sometimes. But at the same time, Christ is not the same as Caesar. Christ is not the same as uh, anyone else. Christ is God in the flesh. You don't speak truth to God. God is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm very passionate about this. This is my Savior. This is my Lord. This is my King. And basically what he's saying is this, this, this woman told him how it is. That's, that, that, there's a Greek word for that. You know what it is. Baloney. This woman didn't tell Jesus anything he didn't already know. That's very important. Now, she did demonstrate faithfulness in continuing to pursue Christ, even in the midst of him telling her something that was difficult to hear. And we see that throughout the Bible. Jesus said hard things to a lot of people. And in the midst of that, gave them the opportunity to respond in faith. And that's what she does. He gives her something hard to hear. He refers to those who are non-Jewish as dogs and she says, yes, but even as a dog, can't we, can't we get with, uh, the, the crumbs that fall from the children's table? And, and Jesus' response, you know, is, is look at her faith. You know, this is, this, is, this is faith. This is what faith looks like. And she becomes an example of faith. Even in the midst of what would seem like a rejection, even in the midst of what would seem like a denial, she is accepted by Christ and there's love and concern. Not repentance on Christ's part, but an opportunity for her to, um, to step out in faith, to draw closer to him like the, like the parable that Jesus told of the persistent widow. This woman was persistent in her pursuit of Christ and Christ honored that persistence by using her as an example of faith. And that is not the same as saying Jesus repented of racism. And if you believe Jesus repented of racism, let me just remind you that Jesus needed not ever to repent. And if you believe Jesus needed to repent, then you have a horribly errant view of who Jesus is. And really the one who needs to repent is you. Thank you for listening today to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I've been your Calvinist. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee with a Calvinist. If you enjoyed the program, please take a moment to subscribe and provide us feedback. 
We love to receive your comments and questions and may even engage with them in a future episode. As you go about your day, remember this. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. All who come to him in repentance and faith will find him to be a perfect savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. May God be with you.